48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top story is the Development Secretary says there was no easy ride in LegCo for the Lantau Tomorrow Feasibility Study. Brexit talks stall with the risk of the UK leaving without a deal rising. And the British share index provider, FTSE Russell, says it's deleting shares of eight Chinese companies from some of its products. The Development Secretary, Michael Wong, has played down suggestions that LegCo approved a Lantau Tomorrow Vision feasibility study funding request too quickly, saying eight hours of discussion was rather long. Yesterday, LegCo's Finance Committee signed off on $550 million for the study into the massive reclamation project off Lantau. But there was little opposition following the resignation or disqualification of pro-democracy lawmakers. Speaking to reporters after appearing on an RTHK programme, Mr Wong again defended the cost of what will be the city's costliest infrastructure project, which has an estimated price tag of $642 billion. We'll look very carefully at the financial aspects, including different financing models. Uh, so I think the government will take a decision when all the data have come in. We'll look at them scientifically, rationally, and also we will discuss with the community before finalising on any specific proposals. We do not exclude the possibility that it might be, it might be uh, more than one approaches. So it will be a combination of approaches. It could be possible. But exactly what model will be adopted will have to be considered after the study has been done. Meanwhile, the former observatory chief, Lam Chiu Ying, said the funding approval was disappointing as the need for the artificial islands wasn't justified. Writing on his Facebook page, Mr Lam said Hong Kong's population was expected to peak in 2039 with 8.1 million people, and that was about a million fewer than the assumption made by the government's task force on land supply. He said the large-scale reclamation work would put Hong Kong at the bottom of the country's conservation efforts and would also violate the Convention on Biological Diversity, of which China is a signatory. Mr Lam said the project would not only bring shame on Hong Kong, but on the country as well. Trade talks between Britain and the European Union have been put on hold until Prime Minister Boris Johnson and the Commission President Ursula von der Leyen can hold direct talks on Saturday. They'll try to bridge significant differences in three key areas, competition, governance and fisheries. More details from the BBC's Rob Watson. Diplomatically and economically, it makes huge amounts of sense for the UK and the EU to come to a deal. What's holding them back is politics, and essentially for the UK, it's trying to decide what is the balance between, for the Brexiteers, that is, between sovereignty and economics. And for the EU, I think it's a political question about to what extent do they prioritise, if you like, seeing that Britain needs to be sort of punished for leaving the EU, or do they rather prioritise the idea that they want to minimise economic disruption and continue to have good relations with the UK. There is now less than a month left of the transition period under which Britain has continued to trade freely with Europe. Home Affairs Secretary Caspar Choi says the self-exiled former Democratic Party lawmaker Ted Hoy faces disqualification from the District Council if he doesn't attend meetings for four consecutive months without obtaining the consent of the Council. Mr Hoy, a Central and Western District Councillor, said earlier in the week that he was going into exile in the UK after arriving in Denmark. He said the new national security law meant he could end up being jailed for decades for simply talking about human rights in Hong Kong. The activist faces a number of protest-related prosecutions in Hong Kong. The Education Secretary, Kevin Young, has dismissed what he called the misunderstanding and unnecessary doubts over the government's plan to revamp liberal studies. 
insisting the secondary school subject was not going to be turned into national education. Speaking on a radio programme, Mr Young said it was necessary to clarify that knowing about the country's development had always been part of the syllabus. Under the plan, liberal studies will get a new curriculum, grading system and even a different name, with the changes likely to come into force from the start of the next academic year. Mainland media say 18 people have died in a mining accident in Chongqing. Officials say the cause of death was carbon monoxide poisoning. One person has been rescued. The accident happened at about 5pm yesterday. US Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says the US has imposed visa restrictions on Chinese officials and others who use coercive tactics to intimidate critics. Mr Pompeo did not name those sanctioned in a written statement in which he accused the Chinese Communist Party's United Front Work Department of coercing and bullying those who oppose Beijing's policies. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. A Chinese professor charged with stealing American technology to benefit Huawei has pleaded guilty to a lesser crime of lying to the FBI. He is expected to return home to China. U.S. federal prosecutors had accused Bo Mao of using his position at a Texas university to steal trade secrets to benefit the tech giant. The Director General of the World Health Organization, Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus, has appealed for a fair global distribution of coronavirus vaccines. Dr Tedros told the UN it would be unacceptable to allow the poor and marginalised to be trampled by the rich and powerful. The head of the WHO's health emergencies programme, Michael Ryan, stressed that vaccines should form part of a wider health strategy. Vaccines and vaccination will add a major, major powerful tool to the toolkit that we have, but by themselves they will not do the job. Uh, and therefore we have to add vaccines into an existing public health strategy. We will have to continue to work on managing our personal behaviour, our hygiene, and in many cases we need to recognise that the vaccine will not be with everyone early next year. The mayor of San Francisco is imposing new lockdown orders, saying the city is seeing an unprecedented spike in COVID cases. London Breed said San Francisco would not wait for the tighter rules that are coming into force across California. We know that if we wait, we are just delaying the inevitable. If we wait one or two more weeks to have these restrictions placed on us, it will just mean our numbers will be higher and harder to bring down. Our goal should be to flatten this curve now. A US federal judge has ordered the Trump administration to fully restore an initiative that protects from deportation undocumented immigrants brought to the US as children. The US government has refused to admit new applicants since, since 2017. BBC's Peter Bowes reports. Known as DACA, the programme was introduced by Barack Obama in 2012 to help some of the more than 10 million people, the so-called dreamers, estimated to be living in America without documentation. Earlier this year, the acting Secretary of Homeland Security, Chad Wolf, moved to suspend the programme, despite an earlier ruling by the Supreme Court blocking the administration from ending the initiative. Now a judge has ruled that Mr Wolf wasn't acting within his legal authority and that the scheme should resume. 
The British share index provider, FTSE Russell, which owns the indices, including the benchmark FTSE 100, says it is deleting shares of eight Chinese companies from some of its products, acting on a US government order that prohibits trading in firms linked to the Chinese military. Those removed include Hangzhou, Hikvision, China Railway Construction Corporation and China SpaceSat. To sport now, and the BBC's John Bennett has this look ahead to the weekend's football action in the English Premier League. It's a special weekend in the Premier League because for the first time in nine months, there'll be fans back at some of the games. 2,000 supporters are allowed in stadiums in areas of England where the alert level due to the coronavirus pandemic is below very high. The North London derby, Tottenham against Arsenal, will be one of the games with fans watching from the stands. Arsenal are in dreadful form going into the game. They sit in the bottom half of the table. They've lost three consecutive top-flight games at home. Tottenham, on the other hand, are top of the Premier League. They've won five of their last six games in all competitions. Elsewhere, Manchester United will be looking to bounce back after a disappointing defeat to PSG in the Champions League. They travel to fifth-placed West Ham. Chelsea are aiming to extend their 15-match unbeaten run when they host Leeds United. And Liverpool's impressive new recruit, Diogo Jota, faces his old club when Wolverhampton Wanderers visit Anfield. Meanwhile, at the bottom of the table, Sheffield United are still searching for their first win of the season. But their opponents, Leicester City, are also on a poor run after losing their last two Premier League games against Liverpool and Fulham. To rugby and England head coach Eddie Jones has warned that England's superior experience will count for little when they face a novice France outfit in tomorrow's Autumn Nations Cup final at Twickenham. The Six Nations champions are fielding their most experienced team of all time with 813 caps in the starting lineup, whereas France's side have just 68 between them, and 30 of those belong to fullback Brice Doulin. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The Development Secretary says there was no easy ride in Legco for the Lantau Tomorrow Feasibility Study. Brexit talks stall with the risk of the UK leaving without a deal rising. And the British share index provider, FTSE Russell, says it is deleting shares of eight Chinese companies from some of its products. That's the news from RTHK. And on to some Christmas tunes. Yes, it's going to be a strange Christmas this year with the COVID, but this is what we need. A little cheer, a little joy. Here's Brenda Lee rocking around the Christmas tree.
To prevent pneumonia and respiratory tract infection, always keep hands clean and wash hands for at least 20 seconds. Put the lid down before flushing. Add water to U-traps regularly. Cover your mouth and nose with a tissue when sneezing or coughing. Wear a mask and seek medical advice promptly if unwell. Fully cover your nose, mouth and chin with a mask. Visit chp.gov.hk to learn more. Radio 3. All right, it is time to kick it. Here's a request from Rod Ricochet with Let It Snow, right here on Radio 3. The weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Well, it doesn't show signs of stopping, and I brought some corn for Papa. The lights are turned way down low. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. When we finally kiss goodnight, how oh, I hate going out in the storm. But if you really hold me tight, all the way home I'll be warm. The fire is slowly dying, and my dear, we're still goodbye. But as long as you love me so, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. When we finally kiss goodnight, how I hate going out in the storm. But if you really hold me tight. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Let it snow, let it snow. Let it snow. Ricochet, let it snow. And easily one of the most famous Christmas songs of all time. Here's Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas is you. I don't want a lot for Christmas 